we're back with another episode. This episode of the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler is sponsored by MyApothecary.com. MyApothecary is the premier online destination for hemp-derived CBD that will help you curate a wealthy lifestyle. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent any specific employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. This podcast series does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. It's the Face Off. It's the Face Off. Spread love, spread light. Welcome back to another episode of the Face Off Podcast with me, the Fowler portion of the Face Off with Fowler and Fleming. And I am the Fleming portion of the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler. Well, did I say Fowler and Fleming? I don't know what you said. I don't know either. <laughs> anyway. I was trying to follow your lead, but I didn't hear. I didn't hear very well. What's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? How's your week this past week? My Well, my week was fine, but my weekend, oh. <clears throat> I was working, but other than that, it was so great because... Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say this now, and it's probably going to come back to bite me in the ass. Oh, but God. This is going to get us canceled, please. No. I think Texas is back. What do you mean? I think Texas football is back. We played Alabama yesterday. Did y'all win? The number one team in the nation. And while we did not win, okay. it was an extremely low-scoring game. Oh, that's good. We lost by one point. Ooh, Nick Saban was not happy about Nick that. Nick Saban did some voodoo during halftime and got, like, I don't know if he coked everybody out, if he went and, you know, wow. drink some lamb's blood. I don't know. But they really came back with vengeance. But we we did, I haven't seen us play that well in a long time. And I think we're back. Considering that they didn't blow us out by, like, 30 points. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking we're doing pretty good. So I'm excited. That's my hope and my prayer I'm holding on to, that Texas is back. I said it here on September 11th. 2022. I was going to say, I don't know if fam you won. I hope we did, but I doubt it. <laughs> Our team has been struggling, man. They, they, they had some, some uh, trials and tribulations uh, <laughs> over the, uh, the past couple of, you know, Phoenix weeks. rises from the ashes. Well, you were supposed to tell me my, what you call it thingy? My Venus. Oh shoot. Something. Yeah. You know what? Do you know the time you were born? Yeah. 8, 17 AM. 8, 17 AM. And in Gainesville. Get, what the fuck? Fuck no. Where are you born? Fort Lauderdale. Fort what the hell? Lauderdale. Did you I really would... say Gainesville? What would you say Gainesville? It's Ew. all Florida to me, baby. No, it is not. You've never been the game. Oh, we won against Albany State. Yay. Go wow. I mean, it's Albany State. We always beat them. <laughs> but thank God we won. A win is a win. That's very true. Um, Yeah. They were doing stats for the game. Yeah. And they were like, University of Texas has had three first round draft picks in like the last whatever years. Yeah. Alabama's had 40. I was like, God damn it. Alabama has a monopoly on I college basketball. I mean, college they football. They are college so football. They are. So I'm yeah. I'm extremely proud of our team for not crumbling under the pressure. And we lost our we lost our quarterback in the first quarter, basically. Wow, what happened to him? He got he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. What he went it? right down on his shoulder, a chromium. Boom. And I was like, yeah. eee. And that's his right arm? Throwing arm, I think, because if I was looking at him, no, yeah. this is his left. I mean, he can I come think. back before the season is over, though, which is a good thing. Yeah, he also has a mullet. 
What's with all the young kids getting mullets? I think they, you know, nothing new under the sun. I think people are trying to bring it back, but I'm like, no, let it go. Just let it die. One of the players, his name is Bijan, and he has his own Dijon mustard. Really? It's I love it. I love it so much. They sell it in regular stores? They have, like, shops in Austin where they sell it because his name is Bijan Richardson? Robinson? I'm going to take a stab. He's black. He is black. Yeah. That's but cool. his mustard is called Dijon Mustardson. Mm, Isn't that funny? That's cool. Bichon Mustardson. I hope he gets all the royalties and whatnot that he needs to get from that. I know. That's what I was thinking. Like, does he get all the money from that? Because technically, it's not. I don't think that's violating any. No, because they, they get paid now. Oh, they did. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they get paid now. That's why they're all doing commercial. Oh, okay. Good for him then. Yeah. Go buy some Bichon Mustard, everybody. Definitely, definitely. Anyway, how was your week? Uh, my week was actually cool. I completely, like, uh, ooh, I can't even talk. Uh, I completed my floors finally. So my office, I, saw, oh, no, I have no carpet downstairs in my downstairs portion of my house. Just in time for the winter. Yes. So I still can't believe that I put down two floors by myself, y'all. Like, like, here's the thing about singleness, right? And singleness just means I'm not married. Uh, doesn't mean it by that. Anyway, neither here oh nor there. Uh, but I'll say this about singleness. When you, even if you make good money, it doesn't matter. Like not having to waste money or spend a crap ton of money on, you know, uh, carpentry and different mm -hmm. things like that and learning home how to use home improvement. Yes. And learning how to do that stuff yourself is so beneficial. Come over. You're too far over there we go but yeah so um it's been it's that's been a wonderful journey <laughs> and um so yeah but yeah so it's it's been cool i have spent in the last year so much money on just having things repaired at the house because i'm not really? i'm not about to learn how to do it but it's fun though and it, it's, it's very fun for too. people who think it's fun it's very true it's and not I, fun for people who don't think it's fun that's remember the time i tried to paint my house and i got paint in my eye in 20 minutes and I threw no. in the towel. I oh said, not for God. me. The only thing that I don't like to mess with is anything electrical or plumbing. I don't like That's stuff like that. That's probably smart and for the best. Yeah, because like I've, I saw these uh, these videos online where these people are just like, oh, yeah, my uncle came to my house and he put up my, you know, flat screen TV. And then all of a sudden you see all this water gushing out of the wall. And I'm just like, this is why I don't drill holes in my walls. Yeah. My mom would always tell me, we don't know how to do everything. But yeah. we always know people who know how to do everything. Exactly. Exactly. So I am the queen of, I have a yard lady. I have a handyman. Yeah. I have, we got people. Well, that's good. That's good. So I just call them. Yeah, no, I, I try to do it myself because I'm not, I'm just like not, um, I don't want to pay. I want to yeah, keep my money. I am, I will, we've had this conversation. I'll pay for convenience. Very true. I mean, there's some things, if I, if I'm not knowledgeable, I'll go and get somebody. But for the most part, I try to, I try my best to, to save my money and figure out how to do it. Um, Cause it's going to be a life skill some, at some point. So now I know how to put down a floor. So, you know, that's true. Which is great. I'm the bitch. It's like, they're like, you can either get it delivered for free or for $200. We'll come set it up and take away the trash. And I'm like sold. Yeah. hundred percent. Unless it's Ikea. I'm like, nah, I can put that together. Yeah. I just heavy. Oh my God. I didn't even tell you. I got a mattress delivered. Okay. And well, I got a bed delivered. My mom helped me put it together. Thanks, mom. Hey, mom. She mostly did it. I was just there for support. <laughs> the mattress got delivered. And you know how they're packaging mattresses now? Like no one delivers a mattress anymore. They just pop it at your door. It's yeah, all yeah. bundled up and shit. Mm -hmm. First of all, I had to get that shit upstairs on my own. You don't have a dolly? No, I don't have a dolly. What do I look like? I just a told you. I, no, I don't have a dolly. So they're I'm expensive like, too, by the way. But are they really? Yeah. They're like $100. Damn. So definitely don't have one of those. But get it on sale. 
like Black Friday. Black Friday. That's yeah. a good idea. Oh, Black Friday. Always up. shop for your home home uh, improvement tools. Black Friday, male holidays, which is what Father's Day, um, Labor Day, stuff like that. So I always male buy... holidays. I yeah. thought you meant like post office. No, holidays. no, no, no. M a l e holidays. See, I don't yeah. have a dad, so that doesn't. Yeah. I don't think about male holidays. Yeah. Well, I do only because I'm a homeowner now. If I was not a homeowner, then I definitely wouldn't think of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to get that mattress upstairs by myself, which was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Yeah. You can't push it. You can't pull, pull it. it. Yeah. I had to like make it completely vertical, boom, let it fall, then pick up mm -hmm. that part, boom, boom, yep. boom. Then getting it out of the box was a whole nother thing because it was so big and so heavy. I couldn't yeah. just slip it out of the box. Then once it's out of the box, you have to take the 800 layers of plastic wrap off. Mm -hmm. Then you have to cut it open. But once you cut it open, it's no longer vacuum sealed. So you know what that no. shit does? Poof. Poof. Expands. Yeah. It was, I was sweating my ass off. I didn't go to the gym. Yeah. That's why when I moved into my house, I did not try to move myself. I literally, um, so yeah, I, um, yeah, I hired movers cause I was just like, no, I'm not smart. doing all this stuff by myself. So yeah. I got to preserve my bag. Good so, job. Yeah. It is September 11th today. The day we were recording. Yeah, that's kind of eerie. 9 11. I was going to say weary, but it's kind of eerie uh, for it. Yeah, I hate that. I. It's also weird because this day is very, very hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Not that we're removed from it, but I just feel like if you lived in the Northeast when all this was happening, it's mm -hmm. like a very different day of remembrance for you. Yeah. Where were you when 9 11 happened? Where were you when all the dogs needed help? Um. I was in first grade. <laughs> no way. Are you serious? 2001, first grade. I was in Miss Telemontez's library class, and they shut down our campus. We didn't know what was happening, so I was reading my book, and they told us to keep reading, but I was a little stinker, and I was like, I want to watch the rollout TV with everybody else. So I went and watched the TV, and I was like, why is everybody crying? And I just remember, like, yeah. you know how on the news it's the image, and then on the bottom it's, like, the Fox or the CNN mm -hmm. or whatever. I just remember that, like, vivid image of the towers and like yeah but everyone came and picked up their kids from school really except for you except for me because my mom was also teaching so my ass had to stay. i was like i get to go home nope your ass had to stay at school Very true. Um, but everyone was freaking out yeah i was a senior in high school when 9 11 happened and i remember um going to third period and my uh ap english class it was called pay setter stupid whatever it's still ap english um, teacher Miss Salter, shouts out to Miss Salter, uh, who's actually a Facebook friend of mine. But anyway, hey. um, and we were in the class, and she just had this very like stoic look on her face, and just like so because we saw the TV, we were just like, yes, movie day, monitor, monitor. And then we thought we were, I thought we were watching a movie, and I, when the when the second plane hit into the building, we were just mm -hmm. like, well, who the fuck would do that? That's stupid. And she was like, this is real life, and we were like, oh. whoa, what the fuck? And then we realized we were like, oh shit, this is real life for real, and. Um, yeah, it was just a somber day for the rest of the day. And we didn't do any work in any class because everybody was watching, you know, on the, TV, new the news. It was constant stream. Yeah. Everyone was watching the news and yeah. everyone was freaking out here. I forget that they call San Antonio like military city USA. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because there's so many bases here. There's mm -hmm. such a big military presence. And that's why everyone was freaking out. Yeah. Because they were like, we definitely could be hit by something. Yeah. And that's what I don't because I'm. I'm like where the Air Force practices and all that, like mm -hmm. it's on my side of town. And so every time I'm going to like, you know, any kind of store or like where I'm going inside the loop of 1604, like the, or even on 90, um, 
these planes they fly so low and i'm just and it freaks you out because you're just like can you stop and they're flying it seems like they're flying slow and then they just hover and then they make like donuts and stuff and you're just like okay i know this is a military plane but it happens all the time but they fly super low and i'm like that's too close for comfort that's crazy come up in the air a little bit more did you watch the new top gun no you gotta see the new top gun yeah well it recently beat out uh black panther so i don't know Ooh, sensitive subject yeah we're team chadwick over here that's very true um it's just so cool to see them fly those planes it's so cool to see those planes they're like the most high-tech looking shit i've ever seen yeah um and to know they're like the real military planes that they were using i'm Mm -hmm. like y'all are just oozing money yeah it's yeah it's crazy i mean it's you know our prayers and thoughts are with all the family members uh people who were affected friends and family um, who were affected by 9-11, who lost people, um, those who were injured, those who sacrificed their lives, the first responders, um, people medical who team are living every day with a reminder, with every the year. reminder. God, I'm telling you, I cannot list like I am always torn because it's so hard to listen to the voicemails and everyone loves posting the voicemails and I hate listening to them because it just makes me so sad. But I'm like, you have to listen to them. But I think it's kind of like traumatizing to a degree to like keep celebrating this like i know it's a huge day in our in our american history but i just feel like it continues to give almost praise to the people who did this like to mm-hmm. you know uh what was that what were their names the osama bin Laden, yeah, the taliban i was gonna say al-qaeda but is that the same thing yeah anyway though the taliban i think it keeps giving them praise and credit the more that we keep saying oh don't forget don't forget yeah. and it's like no we ain't forgot because we were we just left from over there as well, a country we just hate remember when we left and they were like oh the taliban are the good ones now they're the lesser of the evil yeah those new motherfuckers are crazy that's insane yeah. and also every year this time all i can think is like we're playing these voicemails like you're every, and it does feel social media is weird because very sad mm-hmm. things can feel very celebratory because yeah. we post about it in the same way you post things you want to promote i don't know but you're posting all of these voicemails these people's last moments that they're talking to their loved ones and like and all that their kids now are like 20 years old Mm -hmm. and on social media these families are and can you just be like i can't imagine just being out living my life posting like going through social media and hearing my dead family members like yeah how traumatic i mean it's the same way as like the police brutality shootings and killings that happen of unarmed black and brown people and it's like we as a society i think are just traumatized altogether because you can't watch this yeah but you can't you can't keep constantly watching people die and be shot and killed in real time and you get and that shit is on a loop and then Mm -hmm. again going back to 9 11 hearing these voicemails and reliving that all over again and that stuff not affect you it's very different from you know oh yeah my son passed away from a motor vehicle accident or you know this was a a literal terrorist attack there was no rhyme or reason as to why Mm -hmm. your family member was there they just literally wrong place wrong time versus you know oh yeah they they died at 85 and call it a day they died in their sleep or something you know what i'm saying like and this was a time before social media where like you there there was nowhere to run to find like you could run to the news but the the news hadn't been reporting yet because they didn't know what that was going on exactly it's not like you could jump on twitter and see what everyone was saying you just had to sit there and wait for the news to post something yeah everyone's running around freaking out Mm -hmm. oh yeah it was it's yeah it's a crazy time it was a crazy time and i'm um 
I mean, even when I fly now, I'm very um, cognizant of my surroundings and it has nothing to do with like a group of people because I even before 9-11 happened, like, um, you know, men and women who wore the traditional garb um, based off their ethnicity and their nationality and their religion as well, that never really affected me. It never bothered me. Um, and but just you see these videos of just people going crazy on planes altogether. Spirit Airlines, yeah. people just people go, like, act a fool. They at the, do, air, and when those airplanes. and when those doors shut, you have nowhere to go. So I can only imagine how these people actually felt. But I know. Um, but I was yeah. reading the United ninety three transcript of the guy who like called the dispatcher who eventually talked to the FBI. Yeah, and at one point they were like you're headed towards the Capitol. Yeah. And he was like, did the other planes make it? And they're like, no. And he's yeah. like, we're going to do something. And I was like, mm -hmm. ah, like, yeah. Ooh, like your fight or flight response to be has those to... people in the plane who exactly. were like, we're going to die, but we're going to go out fucking swinging with a bang. Yeah. Well, that's horrible to say, but hey, you know I mean? be it was, I was like, come over. You're out of this frame. I keep, I'm feeling like I'm so close. You're to not, you. but you're just out of the frame. Okay. But yeah. So I, it's oof, nine 11, dude. Yeah. That's it a was a, one. it was a weird time, but I'm glad that, you know, um, I am thankful though, because airport security is tight. It makes me feel better true. because it, although I complain about it ad nauseum. Yeah. When I was in South America traveling, they literally are just like, you promise you are who you are. Come on in. <laughs> and I was like, I'll trust this one fucking you, bit. You promise? I do okay. not like this. No one, no one scanned my JJ. No one squished my hair bun to make sure there wasn't something in it. No one swabbed my hands yeah. and I don't trust it. My hair always goes off at TSA. Always. Same. That and my butt, because my butt's big. But anyway, neither here nor there. Um, well, some other uh, sad news. Uh, speaking of kind of like 9-11, we're not trying to make this a somber episode because it's not going to be. But comedian uh, David Arnold passed away this past week, man. This man was 54 and had just shot his uh, Netflix special. I want to say it was like last month. And it oh, was wow. freaking hilarious. Or it, and he didn't shoot it last month. I'm sorry. It, it came, came out, out on month. Netflix last month. And it was hilarious. If y'all haven't seen that yet, definitely go to Netflix and watch his um, his Netflix special and support his family. Um, he leaves behind, unfortunately, a wife and two daughters, two teenage oh, daughters. Man. And his comedy was really about his, his family. Just like, he was like, get, go out here and get one of these things they call a family. <laughs> like, he was so funny. On, like, I followed him on social media. Aww. And he was only 54, and they said he died of natural causes. And I just say that just because, you know, I'm like, he was 54. But I know he did have a history of... Um, of drug abuse and he he's been recovered i think for like 20 some odd maybe years or something like that. maybe um and you know with all the, the new travel and stuff like that but um beautiful family though and i just i can't believe That's that sad. he passed away i'll you tell know you who else passed away who was that the queen of england my dear <laughs> elizabeth betty. betty elizabeth the sec what was she the second or the third who cares yeah pretty much I, yeah. what I will say about this is I heard this information and immediately said, scroll. <laughs> Actually, no, you know what happened? Someone came up to me. Um, they were having a meeting. Yeah. The PTs were having a meeting. I went to clock out for lunch and one of the speech therapists walked by and she was like, they didn't cancel that meeting. Yeah. And I was like, I guess not. I don't know. Mm. She's like, the, with everything going on with the queen. I said, <laughs> What happened? Is the queen died? And I said, oh, no. Everybody's talking about Queen Latifah? Beyonce? <laughs> Beyonce? Missy I did not realize so many people in America loved the Queen of England. No, I just, I didn't realize there were so many people over in England that hated the queen. <laughs> First of all, when you, you know you're a, a horrible person when people literally rejoice when you die. That whole family is rotted. 
they are awful people. They are. And and the thing is, too, I think people who have this subjective moral high ground that keeps saying you should not relish in anybody's death and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not sure who raised y'all, but I personally don't subscribe to praying for my enemies. If I'm going to pray for you, I'm going to pray that God completely wipes out your entire lineage and that your children's 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 children, should he bless you with a lineage that they also suffer. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, just pray for that. Why would I waste my good prayers and mm-hmm. my, my timeline to the Lord, my mainline connection to Jesus on, on you? you. Like, I'm what? like the queen racist piece of shit. Charles pedophile creeping on Diana when she was Allegedly. 14 years old. Andrew nasty piece of shit. For Epstein real? motherfucker. Like, I mean, I don't know. And then you parade around this monarchy with this freaking a crown with jewels that are stolen from other people's countries who have asked you repeatedly to give it back and you just keep showing and then she had the nerve to say oh this is one of my favorite jewels the emerald of blah 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 blah." and who did you have to kill in order to get it like you've literally profited off of and had a direct uh direct hand in the genocide of so many people and you think people are gonna first of all you're 96 it's time it was time it is time okay like and I'm, oh, she was gone too soon. Too soon? You're 96. Come on. It's it's ridiculous. But people with, yeah, people with this moral, like, high ground of telling people, like, you you can't, first of all, you have no business telling anybody how they should celebrate the death of a person that is an enemy to them. Okay? So you just go ahead and pray for her soul and move the fuck on. Also, someone that, let me remind you, none of us know personally. Thank you. What You're the fuck fine. has she this done? This does not affect your life. And she took away Harry's crown. Yes, she did. But did you see what Meghan was wearing? Yo. She, I, that woman. Princess Diana lives through her. And I am convinced. Meghan Markle during all of this is wearing this literally almost exact replica of an outfit that Princess Diana wore. Yeah. I'll put a little picture right here. And man, do I love the little subliminal messaging. I love it. The subtweets. I think it's all orchestrated by Harry because Harry wants to constantly remind people. Y'all killed my mama. Y'all killed my mama. And he's just like, you're not going to get away with that shit. I love the pettiness. I love it. But yeah, I mean, people, who cares? Like she, her death does not affect anything in America not that I'm aware of. And then I did see this one interview with this guy. <laughs> it was so funny. There was a, uh, um, uh, what are they called? journalist or whatever person that was interviewing him on the news and so he was just like oh you know how do you feel about the the death of the queen and so he was just like well you know she was um a devoted mother to two pedophiles and (laughs) you know she was a loyal wife to her cousin i was like oh lord jesus dude like what the hell that's the gospel truth oh did you watch the crown no, I didn't watch it. Oh, well. I heard it was a really good series, though. Is it still it, going on? It is really good. I think it, it may or may not. The last season was the Princess Diana season. I think yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. last one I watched. Yeah. But um, I literally looked on Netflix today, and it's like one of the number one shows streaming now. Oh, yeah. Everyone's yeah. running to watch it. I think there's but. a lot of people in that country, too. Because, I, first of all, I, the there idea... There are a lot of people in that country. The idea, well, I was going to say there are a lot of people that hate that really don't care that she's dead. But no. I think the, the reality is, how do you sit here and say that somebody is royal blood? Like... Who, who the fuck are y'all, Charles the, the first and the so on? Like, sh- fuck your whole lineage. Like, who are you to say that your blood is royal and for you to expect people to just pay for everything that you got and all of your wealth just because you said, we are of royal blood. 
What does that even mean? You sound dumb. And y'all are just figureheads. Y'all don't do shit. Y'all haven't been doing shit. And you're sleeping with your cousins. Get Mary's out of here. the only one who did anything, and he left to go fight a fucking war, and, and then married a black right. woman. And where is he now? In the United States of America. He sure did get fucked up out of there. <laughs> he knew what was going on. He could really end the monarchy if he wanted to, but I still think the reason why they let him... um why they took away his crowns and stuff and took away all his money. Because that's not his daddy. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that's his I don't daddy. Think it, I just can't believe that Camilla is now the queen. She's a ratchet. I uh, cannot believe. Speaking of Camilla, I did, okay. I, I don't know if I was old enough to be able to, to understand like the Camilla Gate tapes. Have you ever listened to those? Uh-uh. Oh my God, it's the cringiest tape. Y'all, if y'all go to YouTube, just YouTube Camilla Gate these freaking tapes between her and Andrew are like disgusting. Like he's just like, oh, I can't bear to not have you in my bed. And she's like, oh, oh, I just want your hands all over my body. Ew. <laughs> it's so oh, uh, we're team <laughs> so Diana over here. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> They sound like two old geezers at a skilled nursing facility uh, trying to do phone sex. It's disgusting. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> but it's so funny. It's so funny. If y'all have time, go back and look at them tapes from Camilla Gate. I know, because, like, in my household, it was always, like, Charles, the queen, y'all killed Princess Diana. Yeah, absolutely. On site, right? Um, so finding out that people actually like the royal family, I'm like, mm, didn't y'all know they killed our personal queen? Um, so, and then once I watched The Crown, I was like, oh, no, you're dead to me. Yeah. Because y'all just put some context to this whole thing. Y'all just painted in a whole little picture for me. For real. Thank you, Netflix. So, all that to say, God save the queen. Yeah. Uh, well, again, uh, whatever. It it don't stop my money. But anyway, neither handle that. What were you talking about, uh, Ray J and Kim Kardashian? <sighs> I know you want to talk about this. Y'all. Ray J, I don't know what he has on these. It, there has to be something. He has gone. It's not postal. I won't say postal because he's mm. not crazy. But it kind of, they're, I don't know if they're making him seem crazy because of their lack of response. Okay, so what's happening? You got to set it up. What's, what's oh, actually yeah. happening? Let me paint you a picture. <laughs> so Ray J keeps running to Instagram to quote unquote out Kim Kardashian, right? He did this a while mm-hmm. ago with when the episode aired where Kanye supposedly got the ser- the computer server back from him with the sex tape on it. And okay. Ka- Kanye gave that to Kim and then Kim's crying. Kanye went and got this for me, yada, yada, yada. And Ray J was like, I never had the copy of that sex tape. I don't have a modem with the sex tape on it. That's yeah. bullshit. And so and why would he now he came out and he was like, we had to refilm that sex tape first of all. And there was a second sex tape and here's the contract for allegedly. it. Allegedly. Allegedly. Basically saying this whole sex tape was allegedly planned and Chris was behind it. And that mm-hmm. they had multiple takes and multiple basically versions of the sex tape. And there were contracts dealing with that were signed dealing with the release of the sex tape and the filming of the sex tape and all those things so he's going off about that then he goes he's on live which like when anyone starts over posting on social media i get cautious because Mm -hmm. i'm like this seems like a manic episode yeah or someone who's really passionate about being proven 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 proved proved Mm -hmm. is true exonerated there you go so then he runs to instagram live he's like i'll show you the dms right now as he goes to kim's profile to show you the dms between him and her Mm -hmm. blocked as she should because he's crazy yeah or like crazy going after her right so i've just been watching this unfold 
I mean, I personally never trusted the Kardashians from the day that she stole money, allegedly, from from Brandy's mother. And, uh, yeah, that was actually factual and allegedly. And um, I just think there's something else that's going on behind the scenes because Ray J has been very quiet about it. Like Even when the sex tape came out, he wasn't one that was like like a man whore just like, ha-ha, look what I did. Mm -hmm. You know, he was very much so like... Yeah, it happened. Okay, because he didn't need I, I, because he was already famous and nobody knew Kim Kardashian. So I think he didn't really need to profit off of it like that. Or but, he had a um a gag order. An, or he could have had a gag order. True. What are they called? Non disclosure and NDA. 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 Not NDR. Not DNR. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's something else that's maybe going on behind the scenes as to why he all of a sudden is talking about it now because maybe, Ray J doesn't need to be relevant. Maybe the like, NDA's up. Could be. Could be. And the thing is, he's not. Ray J is Ray J is relevant. Like, I think. Is he? Well, I'm just saying, like, people know who he is. It's not like he's like a, a B-list celebrity. Like, That's people true. know who he is. So he doesn't need to come after Kim Kardashian for clout, you know, so to speak. He has enough drama in his life already. My thing is something. There has to be something else. He has to know something because Chris Jenner would have shut him up by now. She shuts everybody up. Well, when you put that contract out there, you can't shut up about it. I mean, you you, you got no choice. You, you can't. That's why none of Kendall's boyfriends have come out that she may or may not actually be dating them, which I think she allegedly is not. Mm-hmm. But I think there's always contracts. No one can say anything. No one says anything about the Kardashians because Chris has that shit on lock. The only people who say shit are the dummies who Tristan Thompson has been with and that are all over Instagram and himself because he writes himself out. Um, cause they can't stop that, but she has Hollywood in her hand. Um, I wouldn't say that. I just think there's a lot of people who don't care. She, I can, <laughs> I just know that she knows things about everyone. She has her hand in all of these buckets. Oh yeah. She talks to everyone. She tells people what they can and cannot post. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the way he's going after Kim, I'm like, they, he must know something. Mm-hmm. To have kept her at bay or to not give a shit what they're he what they're yeah. gonna do to him anyway, and I want to know what it is. Yeah, it's they. I keep saying these people are, are famous for no reason. I agree, and I also um, agree that people annoying. don't seem to care. Like he, but that makes I don't know. It's bad for him because I feel like he keeps coming out with this information, and people are like, mm-hmm. I don't really care. Yeah, that was so long ago. We all know they're like grimy people. No yeah. one really gives a shit. Exactly. Exactly. He's like trying to clear his name for something that we already know he didn't do. Right. Well, I think too when you when you have such a big person and personality and a family who got famous off of you, like I think there is some level of resentment that comes in there. Like that's true. You I know, yeah. y- y'all basically the only reason why y'all even exist is because of me, which is true. And now she she just started a new. It's like company. he's the original Soldier Boy, you know. Mm, okay, just saying. She just started like an investment firm or something. She anyway, we gonna move on from that. Uh, I'll tell you what needs to be invested uh, or investigated. I'll say that investigated. There you go. I'll the state that. of Illinois, for many reasons. First of all, the only thing in Illinois that I can name is Chicago. You, Chicago. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. But yeah. um, the reason why I'm bringing them up is because apparently there's been. I saw this one video online, and it was really troubling to me to see this. Uh, they were talking about how um, basically the purge is getting ready to start in the state of Illinois, uh, January 1st, 2023. It's a great place to start. So the Illinois, the Illinois uh, Supreme Court um, held a determination or held a, 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 a trial or whatever on determining bail. And basically they in, uh, introduced it. Uh, introduced it? What the fuck is wrong with my words? Introduced the safe 
T Act which basically it strips judges of their important role and responsibility to both defendants and the public by actively preventing them from considering each case on its own merits and applying the law accordingly. So basically what's getting ready to happen in Illinois is that any um, certain crimes that are committed in Illinois um, are not arrestable. So you won't be arrested if you commit these particular crimes. So under the new law, um, the entire categories of crimes such as aggravated battery, robbery, burglaries, hate crimes, ag aggravated DUIs, vehicular ma um, homicide, drug-induced homicides, and all drug offenses, including delivery of fentanyl and trafficking cases, are not eligible for detention, no matter the severity of the crime or the defendant's risk to a specific person or a community. Oh, good. So only and the violent ones. Exactly. So I just think that uh, it's about to get real. And if you haven't already uh, get the fuck out. Uh, got out or get some weapons or something, you better do it. This feels like when you're like... You want to eat all the dessert and your parents say no and you throw a fit. And so your mom's like, fine, eat all the dessert you want. Yeah. Go crazy. And then you're like keeled over in pain all night throwing up yeah. because you had too much chocolate cake. True. And you're like, your blood sugar can't mm -hmm. handle it. That's what this feels like. Yeah. Like, it's oh, like we'll so show you crime. how bad it can get. Yeah. But this is like, you can't do that with people's lives. But you know what I think is honestly oddly going to happen? And I only say this because I, you know, I'm a apocalyptic a connoisseur. I do and know that about you. I think what's, what's going to end up happening is because they know they can't get arrested, it's actually going to cause the crime to fall and, and dim diminish. I really do. I would love that. I, I think it's going like to happen. when the they legalize effect. marijuana and less exactly people are smoking marijuana because it's not fun anymore exactly so i i think a lot of the crime that's happening in illinois specifically we know chicago um because that's really what they're targeting uh but i think it's going to um i think it's going to be minimized honestly i think they're hoping the problems will wipe themselves out yeah that's what this well, it's like survival of the fit is obviously yeah definitely absolutely which is insane which is going to drive people out of illinois and you know where everyone likes to come texas and i hate it everyone nah, they don't come to texas because texas don't play that shit I mean, you can have guns here, but that's about it. I Don't mean, play. We I, love calling the cops, obviously. Well, not the black people, the white people. Uh, what are we talking about in New York? Love it. Lovely place. Can't S wait to go. Specifically in the news. Oh. That was your segue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. All kind of cues Got tonight. pizza, Italian peeps. <laughs> uh, they're declaring a thing. State of the Union? State, State of, of emergency. emergency. Because of polio. And I had a patient this week who had polio. She got a gait. I can't say gait. No, don't say that. She's got a... She has a gait deficit. She has deficit. a gait deficit. Mm -hmm. She got a deformed foot. Mm -hmm. you, you, deformed is an okay word. Deformed foot. Mm -hmm. From her polio. I yeah. thought we eradicated that shit. Everything's coming back. I don't like it. The purge is happening in Illinois. Yeah. All these diseases are coming back. Well, the reason why they declared a state of emergency is because in multiple counties in New York, these numbers have are continuing to rise. I did say counties, right? Not countries. Counties, counties <laughs> in did. New York um, are continuing to rise. I mean, we reported on this, you know, a couple of weeks ago that polio was back, um, but it's, it's getting serious. So, and, you know, everything comes in and out of New York pretty much in the United States. And again... This is not your political podcast. I have little to no actual information about this. I'm just talking out of my ass here. Is this that the people who the people who can get vaccinated aren't getting vaccinated? So the people like the kids who aren't allowed to have vaccines yet are getting sick? Or is this just like unvaccinated people getting polio? I, I, I don't know that information. Me I really either. don't know that information. Someone let us know. I'm not sure if it's people who because 
I know I had a polio vaccine when I was a kid, or at least my mom said I did. Yeah, doesn't everybody get, we, we've had this conversation. But at some point in school, I don't know that polio, I think if you were born after a certain year, polio was no longer needed to, like it wasn't a needed vaccine to get to go to school. Hmm. I'm not sure, because I'm not a parent yet, so I'm if not If there's sure. any immunologists out there, we'd love to hear from you. Well, you got access to a bunch of infectious disease doctors. At the That's hospital. true, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get back to you after a week at work. Yeah. Um. There's been a lot of state of emergencies lately. What happened to monkeypox? Monkeypox is still going. I haven't heard about it. I mean, you would know more about it than me because you're at the hospital. Y'all haven't had any cases? To my knowledge, no. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I think it's slowing down. I that's mean, I would good. hope so. People washing their hands, washing their ass. That's a good thing. That's a great thing. Always. But yeah, state of emergency in New York for polio. Yeah. Which, uh, not good because that shit messes you up for your entire life. Well, yeah, it attacks your muscles and everything else. That's why people had to, you know, be in these iron lung, you know, and like, cages and stuff. What am I thinking of? It's not rickets. What is that called? Korea? This <laughs> no. Kinesia. No. I don't know. Like the old, like the old nasty metal braces. Like Forrest Gump? Yes. Oh, okay. That kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had people with like, and it's so sad. These like 80 year old people come in, they're like, oh yeah, my arm, that arm's never worked. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you've gone this long? Which, not a huge deal, but I'm like, God, it's not even like it was amputated so you can't see it. Like, it's hanging out. Yeah. You're still in it. It never worked. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Polio. You don't want it. No, definitely not. But I'll tell you what we do want. I'll tell you what we do Loan want. Loan forgiveness. Yes, that too. But Hallie Bailey as Ariel in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> okay. Favorite Little Mermaid song, go. Under the Sea. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. I like Kiss the Girl a lot. Kiss the Girl is, I like that one too. Yeah, yeah. I loved that movie, but also I think Prince Eric is a little bitch. Why do you say that? Because like he should have just stood up for what he wanted and he caused all this drama because he couldn't just be like, I love her, let me marry her. And he had to like lead her on. It was so weird. Also, he met her for like. Well, she was a fish who couldn't talk. But he met her for like two days and was in love with her. Nothing makes sense in that movie. Because it's fantasy. That's true. Yeah, but how. But also, I'm sorry. <laughs> Then this girl, I mean, yeah, he was under a spell kind of and kind of thought it was her voice. But this other like brunette bitch walks on the boat and he's like, no, it's her for me. Yeah. I don't trust that for one second. And we'd have some issues after that. Well, you know, like music carries spirits. Yes, but I'm just music saying. Music soothes a savage beast. So. I don't think I could go through that situation with you and then just rebound like this. I'd be like, let's have a conversation. <laughs> if this were to ever happen again, I need to know. Well, good thing for you, you're not a mermaid. That's true. <laughs> Wish I was, but I'm not. Oh, my God. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, Hallie Bailey, if you follow her on Instagram or any of her social media uh, platforms, she or so social media accounts, she actually released a little sneak peek of her singing. Um, what's the song? Someone says something. What do you think? My collection's complete. Whatever. Um, Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the, <laughs> the girl, girl who has everything? everything. So, Look at this trove, treasures untold. <laughs> How many wonders can one cavern hold? Okay. Looking around here, you think, sure. She's got everything. <laughs> I only watched two movies growing up. Little Mermaid, Cinderella. Cinderella's actually my favorite. Really? Top three Disney movies, go. Okay, Ember's New Groove. Uh-huh. Um, Lion King, Toy Story. Those are my favorite. Mm, mine is Cinderella 1. Uh, Cinderella 1? Oh, because there's another one. No, no, no. The original Cinderella. Oh, you're saying like number, number one. one. Yes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's crazy. I was like, who the fuck? Why 
watched is Cinderella no, too. Number one is Cinderella. Number two is uh, Little Mermaid, and then number three is Aladdin. Ooh, Aladdin's a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's good music. In Mainly because it was all attached to like different uh, productions that we had to do in like middle school and stuff like that. But anyway, those are my favorite. I really like but, Goofy um, movie too, but it's because Tevin Campbell's the singer. Oh yeah, he's Such amazing. But yeah, so Halle Bailey, she uh, posted a snippet and I love the fact that with the CGI, like people were like, no amount of CGI can convince me that she didn't go to the bottom of the ocean. I was like, no, she definitely didn't go to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> but I love that they kept her locks in there and she's so beautiful, has such a beautiful voice and I cannot I wait for this movie to come out. The unfortunate thing is that they put this stupid trailer out and I'm like, it doesn't come out until May of next year i'm like y'all could have kept that teasing us like that before you know it i mean hopefully hopefully we'll see we'll go for our birthday yeah we got to we gotta definitely i don't know if i'm gonna wear a mermaid outfit or not we'll see um this is not in your script but i have to talk about it because i just think you need to care about it someone needs to hear me i have all these thoughts and i have no place other than here to rant about it okay i gave a whole presentation to the blue room and now it's your turn okay the don't worry darling drama are you familiar? Are you aware? No. Okay. Let's go on a little ride. Don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. Okay. Olivia Wilde, who we talked about earlier. Yes. She was directing a movie called Don't Worry, Darling. Mm-hmm. It's been surrounded in drama this entire time. Oh. First of all, when she was presenting it at one of the movie festivals, mm-hmm. that's when she was served divorce papers by oh, Jason Sudeikis. Oh, that's rough. Because they couldn't find her. She was evading so they finally found her. They knew she was going to be there presenting this movie. So he said, you've been served. Wow. Okay. That's rude. So that happens. Then the movie is supposed to star Shia LaBeouf. Maybe mm-hmm. you've heard of him. Of course. Okay. Transformers. Who has been, he's on an apology tour right now mm-hmm. for all the shit he did to FK Twigs, mm-hmm. who wrote that story about Allegedly. him. Allegedly. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, it, it's, he said he did it. Allegedly. So, okay. Anyway, <laughs> so all of that and how he was horrible, like to all these people doing all these crazy things. So he's trying to become an actor again. He's going on all these apology tours, doing podcasts, da, 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 da. So for some reason, he leaves that movie mm-hmm. and it comes out from Olivia Wilde's camp. Oh, he left because the actress, the main actress, Florence Pugh, she was uncomfortable with him. That's why he had to leave. Mm-hmm. So he was like, uh, 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 I'm on my apology tour. You're not going to fuck this up for me. I'm going to release the video you sent to me asking me to come back to the movie. Oh, wow. So he releases the video of her being like, Shia, 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 Shia. Like, I'll talk to Florence. Please come back. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then all these other things come out. They're like, well, no, that's not what happened. She was, you know, they're trying to play it off, do all these things. So again, he was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Because they're saying she was uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. we were going to talk to her, but she was uncomfortable with his behavior. So then he releases text messages between him and Florence Pugh, the main actress. And they're just like very normal, like, mm-hmm. hey, can I t- call and talk to you? Hey, just checking on you. What's up? She's sending him pictures of her dog. They're talking about the script. They're talking about different things. So that it didn't seem like there was a strained relationship between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So now everyone's like, what the fuck? So Shia LaBeouf's off the movie. And who do they get to take his spot? Harry Styles. Mm. And I know you're thinking that's random, but I'll tell you why it's not. <laughs> I love how she's thinking for me. Because guess who started dating Harry Styles around this time? Olivia Buff. Olivia Wilde. Wilde. So Buff? close. Oh, LaBeouf. LaBeouf. <laughs> My bad. So everyone's like, <laughs> first of all, everyone's like, okay, don't understand this relationship. But also, we didn't even know Harry Styles was a real actor. He was in Dunkirk for like two seconds. He yeah. didn't even have any real lines. But I guess he's an actor now. So now all these reviews are coming out of the movie. And supposedly it sucks. And he's a horrible actor. 
So, okay, wait. Harry Styles, isn't he not an actor? He's is he? not an actor. What is he, a singer? He was in One Direction. Now he's a singer. Oh, okay. I could have swore he was an actor, but okay. No, he was in one movie. He's for just like, like the 10 Justin seconds. Timberlake of One Direction. Yes. Okay. He's gotcha. the breakout star. Gotcha. Okay. So he's the one that I was like, he wears a wig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a legend. That's, That's a legend. legend. Yes. Um, and so now, like, the main actress wasn't doing any press for the movie. She wasn't saying anything. There's all this drama coming around. Harry Styles is just out doing God knows mm-hmm. what. And so they were all together at the the premiere of the movie. And they're all weird on the red carpet. And then that's where all the videos come out of. Um, have you seen the videos of Harry Styles spitting on Chris Pine? Mm-mm. So there's these videos now where it looks like he's spitting on Chris Pine. Anyway, there's just all this drama about this movie. But all is all it's doing is making people want to go see the movie. It's great marketing. It is. So now I have to go see the movie. But that's all the that. don't worry, darling drama. And what is the movie? I don't even want to The know. movie is kind of like a psycho thrill, like a psychological thriller. Kind of, did you ever see The Stefford Wives? Of course. Okay, so it's supposed to be like that. Like she okay. moves into this neighborhood with her husband and like weird things start happening. Oh, interesting. I'll tell you what else is weird that's been happening. Huh. Wells Fargo. Wells, Wells Fargo, y'all been in the news way too much. Y'all just need to sit Wells Fargo is like the, uh, like, I don't even know, like the Waffle House of Banks. Really? People think that? Wow. Well. Guess I got a blue account. Anyway, no, I just um, think that. I think like their name is in the news way too much for them just being a business that shouldn't be in the news like that. Well, they're in the news again because they're allegedly um, closing accounts that belong to Women of the Night. They're deciding. Allegedly, women. I love Women of the Night. Yeah, like I love that term. Women of the Night. Yeah, Yeah. that's an old school term. It reminds me. You gotta be a woman of the night. Queen of the night. Yeah, but they're doing some other things. Um, Uh, they're picking and choosing what careers are optimal for their bankers but first of all i don't think i ever had to like because i have wells fargo is a bank that i also do have but or used to have i'm sorry i used to have wells fargo but i don't remember ever like filling out an application and saying what my profession was i wonder if she just has hella deposits from OnlyFans. i mean but that shouldn't matter it's money I don't know. I, listen, I wouldn't care where your money came from. And this lady was, did you watch the videos? No. This woman was so sad. She was just basically like, I've never carried a negative balance. Mm-hmm. I've never, like, I don't know why they're shutting down my account, but that's like where all my money is to pay my bills and all of these yeah. things. I'm just like, can you all do that? Something sounds fishy. That seems very illegal. Well, I mean, they, they I think they want to keep getting sued and keep paying out money because, you know, Maybe. you can't do stuff like that. Don't Don't mess with the women of the night. Um, what have you been watching? I told oh, you Black China makes $20 million a month on OnlyFans. Okay, she said that that wasn't true. Oh, and it I, wasn't? And I understand why she said it wasn't true. Because she's like, don't come for me. Exactly, because I think she got her child support and all that kind of stuff. Just like, <laughs> smart girl, Black China. Keep your mouth closed. She's like, that is a bold-faced First of all, I'd be like, why do y'all, how do y'all even know how much I make from OnlyFans anyway? Like, There is no progress report that says, yes, Black China makes $20 million. I bet you someone just got the amount of OnlyFans subscribers she has and multiplied it by an OnlyFans. Only yeah. friend price. It's probably her mama. Her mama talk a lot, so she probably said something. But probably. yeah, I would deny it too. Black China. I, I wonder like, how I many OnlyFans subscribers. How many do you think over under? Black China. I would probably say she. Ha- I know she probably has probably at least five million subscribers. I mean, are people really on OnlyFans like I that? I thought though? OnlyFans was. I thought they weren't doing sex work anymore. No, they they changed it because they were losing. A, they were going to lose a lot of people. God. So we don't know how many subscribers she has. Either way, she denied it. Good thing for you. Deny, yeah, very deny, smart on deny. your part because Tiger's coming for you. Deny, deny, deny. 
Uh, last thing before we go into what we want to talk about, what were we talking about Princeton? Princeton is now covering the tuition of students enrolled whose families make under $100,000 a year, which I think is awesome. Which that should be the norm for every university. It should. And I college. feel like here's the thing, though, with this kind of like push for diversity and inclusion. Like, obviously, people of lower economic status who tend to be brown and black people can't attend these institutions. But also, they don't have the same education, and you guys don't take that into consideration when they get to Princeton. So I need, like... Who doesn't have the same education? Like, you don't get the same education from a private school and, like, a urban school. You think? What do you mean? You think that they don't teach the same things? No. Really? Not at the same caliber, no. Mm. And these, like, expensive college prep courses and these schools where the teachers don't even have substitutes or books? No. Hmm. Interesting. That's what I think, because I have a lot of teachers or friends who are teachers at private schools mm -hmm. and friends who are teachers at public schools, and that shit is very different. Yeah. Also, you can at a private school if a parent complains that a kid in the class is being annoying and their kid can't learn, the kid gets moved. At a pri wow. at a public school, you can't do that shit. Interesting. But anyway, these kids then get into this college and it's getting paid for, but then they don't necessarily have the help academically mm -hmm. to support them that's all i'm saying yeah i just think too like we we look at like who declares something to be ivy league like i i, I look at that's it like a this. good question like we both have you know graduate degrees in our field right that's true and you got a master's in ot i have a doctorate in physical therapy if somebody coming out of princeton has the same degree we got we paid less for it and we got to know the same amount of information for the same board exam. 100% So why true. is your school considered, what, what makes a school Ivy League? Uh, You're just paying more money to get a piece of paper, the same raggedy ass piece of paper I got. Having a reputation for high scholastic achievement and social prestige, but I don't know. Bullshit. I don't know what qualifies that. Like, did a, you. a group of white guys just get together and exactly. they were like, "My school, your school, your school." Because to me, I, I look at this. I look at my like my alma mater, FAMU, as an Ivy League school. Like, that's how I consider it. the The experience that I had at FAMU, and I'm not just saying this because this is a black a black school, but I am saying it because it was a black school. Like, the amount of education that my professors had mm -hmm. like all of these black people are walking around with doctorate degrees. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not only that, a lot of them are very well accomplished. Like they published and all this other kind of stuff, but just the amount, again, the amount of information that we had to learn. Now, did we take a different route to learn it? Absolutely. <laughs> but did we still learn the information? Absolutely. And again, you got RNs across the United States all have to learn the same information to be able to take the same national accrediting board exam mds across the land have to know the same information in order to take their exam and sit for those exams so what why are we saying one is ivy league versus the other so from my very quick wikipedia search which <laughs> i have just done it seems like these old ass white institutions in the 1800s like ivy league was first for college sports Mm. and okay. these schools were like it was like a conference mm -hmm. and then it just went into these eight schools are the ivy league schools and it, then it just became the tradition and those because they're so old and well known mm -hmm. and wealthy people went there because who could fucking afford to go to college in the mm -hmm. 1800s it just became like a little circle jerk of creating people mm -hmm. to go and live and so i don't think there's a ton of difference other than socially yeah people think it's better gotcha and it's just self-propagating because exactly. if you're considered to be top tier, they don't top tier 
people want to go there. I just know Rolls Royce doesn't have commercials. You, if you're top tier, you ain't got to advertise it. Amen, sister. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Anything else before we go into what we're watching? No, but now I'm really interested on the history of Ivy League schools. So I think it's all bullshit. It is, but it's interesting bullshit. Like I, I would, I would run to put on any HBCU paraphernalia before I run to an Ivy League. Oh so yeah, like right I there. could give a shit about actually going there, but I think the history of these people just being like, "Yep, it's us. We're the Ivy Leagues, and we're just gonna be this." cool ass group of schools i think ivy leagues are just all rooted in racism honestly i just really do a lot of shit is yeah yeah i mean in america it just, unfortunately it's american history it's just racist as shit like you you're saying oh well, you're ivy league so we're not gonna we're only gonna have a certain caliber of people here mm-hmm. that can come here which we're not black and brown which people. are rich as fuck people but why are they rich because they're white no because they stole <laughs> they're thieves is the point uh what have you been watching this week what have i been watching i watched the um manti teo documentary on netflix 1010 go watch it i need to watch it it was i i mean i knew what everybody else knows who doesn't give a fuck about sports <laughs> I cannot. that he was a guy who went to was playing for notre dame and had this girlfriend who everyone thought died and it wasn't even real like yeah. he got catfished yeah when did catfish the show come out that's Do a very know? good question. I or think Catfish I the in... movie, because Catfish the movie was before Catfish the show. I've never seen Catfish the movie. You never saw the original movie? No. But I, I mean, I would probably say like the mid-2000s. So Catfish the movie came out in 2010. He started talking to this girl around the same time. So because the whole, the documentary, he's basically saying like, because people are like, how could you be so naive? And he was like, Catfish wasn't a thing for me. Like, yeah. no one knew what the fuck a Catfish was. Right. Um, was that around the same time? No, MySpace wasn't around. That, that was MySpace, MySpace was, was around, but MySpace was, was phasing out around 2010. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's really it interviews not only him but the person who was catfishing him. Was it an actual girl though? No. Oh, it was a guy. Did you say what? Was he like 600 pounds? No, but he's now transgender. Interesting. Yeah. Um, wow. And so. It interviews Monte Teo and he goes through the whole thing and he, basically he's only telling his story. He's only telling how he started talking to her, um, this girl online, what happened to him in terms of his football career mm-hmm. and like, you know, those different things and what happens when everyone found out. And then while they're interviewing um, the person who catfished them, his pronouns, I don't know. So I'm going to stay away from that. But they are just saying from their perspective when they they started talking to him why they were doing it they're Mm -hmm. very much like i know this was wrong this was a horrible thing to do here's why i did it Mm -hmm. and it doesn't it doesn't make me feel any better but this was the kind of space i was in Mm -hmm. it was really interesting i feel so bad for monte i know that's because he i mean he's not even known for being a great football player he's known for just the yeah and just the kind of man which also it's a documentary so i don't know it could always be biased but they just present him as this guy who was just like stand-up guy Mm -hmm. very he's mormon did you know that no i did not know that yeah he's lds and there's like a big mormon population Mm. in hawaii that i didn't know about but just like wow that's interesting i know very into god very into just being a good person doing the Mm -hmm. right thing it was like god family football that was it and it's just like that could not have happened to a worse person i know but it was really interesting i've been watching that and i watched honk for Jesus, save your soul. Yo, I saw that movie. With our man, Sterling K. Brown. Brown. And Regina Hall. I saw, did you finish it? I did not. Okay, I finished it. That movie, 
it was funny. And and coming from uh, the fact that I grew up in a black church, the black church, it doesn't matter what denomination, the experiences are all parallel. But um, <laughs> it was very interesting to see um, Regina Hall play that character. She played that character amazingly. She, Sterling Brown did too. But. The dark humor in that movie yes. is top tier. I wanted to talk to you about it because you grew yeah. up in the black church because I heard Facebook black church is yeah. pissed. Well, they're pissed because it depicted the truth. Like, I'll, I'll just say this. My sister, my, my brother-in-law is a pastor. And mm -hmm. so my sister, number one is his wife first. And then she is a quote unquote first lady, but she's not your typical first lady. She don't wear all them hats and all that bullshit. She doesn't sit on the front row. She doesn't do any of that. She likes to be left the hell alone. But <laughs> I like, I know how, and I've seen how, you know, the black church, how they praise the pastor and the wife. And, you know, they basically treat the person like they can't even carry their own Bible with these armor bearers and shit. And I'm just like, y'all are doing too much, putting these people on the pedestals. And then when they fall, you're like, oh my God, you're human. And it's like, yeah, because you're yeah. serving the person versus serving God who they're supposed to be a representative of. So I know a lot of church people are upset about it because it, to me personally, it appears to be very uh, reminiscent of a prominent black preacher who is no longer alive um, and his struggles that he had um, and was accused of and or allegedly settled, which in the person of Bishop Eddie Long and uh, kind of what <laughs> they went through behind the scenes. Sweet lamb of the most I got. Regina did such. She just like. She did. She, she carried like, that movie. You know how we were talking about how Daniel Kaluuya is a facial actor? Yes. This girl, everything she emoted in oh her face, the way she would look at him, and she was just like, God yo that yo, you probably see did you get to the bedroom scene yes i was <laughs> i felt so bad for her i was like that's what he red wanted flags. to do like red, red flags. flags oh but it was good i don't think it made a mockery of the church i honestly felt like it uh took off the veil to the to the to certain churches that go through stuff like that because you know, black churches have a really bad rap, but it's the people that are that's in the church. It's not God himself. It's not Jesus Christ. It's the people because they start to become local celebrities and uh -huh. it starts to be a personality driven church. And you're actually there to see the pastor. I'll tell you this, the church that I uh, started going to, uh, the, uh, which I still attend, I'm still a, a member of that church uh, in Tallahassee, Florida, love and faith. Shouts out to pastor, uh, S. Lamar Simmons. Anyway. And, I will tell you this as a person who grew up in church and um, I'm very sensitive about who preaches over me, who prays over mm -hmm. me when he has certain people at the church who I know of, I don't know these people, but I know them, know of them. Um, when he has them preach, I walk out. Like I come just to hear the uh, word. I, I don't, I don't want to listen to anybody else. And it's not because I'm so stuck on his personality or anything like that. It's because if he's the pastor of my life, I don't want to hear nobody else. Because all these other people, mm -mm, I don't got time for y'all. But if he <laughs> if he did happen to fall, I'm not going to be surprised and be like, oh, no, not my pastor. Mm -hmm. Nigga, you human. Like, I don't it really care. It can happen to anybody with and all that yeah. power and people put all this faith, trust, and money into you. But people think that, okay, here's the thing about money, too, in church. Because the, the movie really depicted, like, they had all these, like, cars and stuff. He, what did he say? Like, he said, I have something in a Bugatti. What did yeah, he say? I can't remember, but it was fun. Oh, and God. when they were checking out all the Prada outfits, like, I got a Prada Pro and Peach and, Prada. Peach Prada. Periwinkle Prada. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> but the thing is, and I, I'll tell you, this is, this is one of the reasons why I love my pastor. Because I remember this one particular time, like, 
I don't think he heard any rumors about the fact that like uh, like money was missing or anything, but he wanted to make sure that he had that he maintained a certain level of transparency. And basically, what he did was in the church bulletin, he put, "Here's how much money we raised on Sunday." Okay. Here is what the light bill is. Here's what the water bill. Here's what our mortgage is. And you tell me where I'm getting money from. He was driving an old busted up like Cadillac Escalade that was like 15 years old. That was, oh I think, a God. gift from his dad or something like that. I don't know who got him to them. Whatever. It doesn't matter. He had drove an old Escalade that at one point the air wasn't working <laughs> in it. So he wasn't like he wasn't on this pedestal of all of this money and stuff. But then people look at people like TD Jakes and Creflo Dollar and because they own jets and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, when you have full-time staff in these mega churches, mm-hmm. like, yes, you could be bringing in thousands of dollars, but you still got to pay these people who work for you. They don't work there for free. Yeah. Not only that, if you have other ministries that you're divvying out money to you also, if you have a 501 C three status, which most churches do because they, when they no. file 501 C three, there's different tax credits and stuff that you can get, but you just can't talk about politics and different rules and regulations, blah, blah, blah. But for those mega pastors, especially when you have other entrepreneurial, um, uh, endeavors on the side like that's what pays for your lifestyle like td jakes had not only has his sermons but he also has movies he also has books and people actually buy that shit mm-hmm. so or you, are you stuff money in the bathroom walls and cover it up until someone finds it she said it i didn't all i'm saying is that um some of these churches don't make a crap ton of money they really don't like i mean some of them do and I think we pay too much attention on the money and not understanding that the church is a business. You cannot sit, to, you first of all, you cannot come to this prestigious, beautiful building and think that it's free. That's number one. Number two, it costs to run AC. I'm just going to say, and if you're sitting in the AC, you better know. Thank you. Like you, you want to have cushion. Like I remember, again, the church that my mom goes to that I grew up in, which I don't, I don't have any affiliation with them. I know how much the pews cost in this damn church. Okay. Pews are costing five figures, six, like five figures for fucking pews. Pew, pew. I mean, they are purple too, but yeah, they they were expensive as hell. Five figures for pews. And some of the pews wasn't even paid off. Okay. (laughs) You talking about the building fund. The building funds be real. Some of them be fake, but some of them be real too. But I think people forget that church is a business and people think, Oh, well only God lives here. Okay. If you want to exist in a church where only God resides, I can guarantee you will not have AC. You're missing me on that. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. But, but you have to pay a utility bill. You got to pay a water bill. You got to pay for somebody to come in and clean the church. You got to have somebody maintain and do the grass and all this other kind of stuff. Then you got the, the auxiliary, the, the, uh, what's some people call, uh, Usher, the minister of music. Oh. No, Usher, they don't get paid. That's volunteer. That's um, free. but yeah, you got, I mean, you have church staff that are there throughout the week and I'm talking about bigger churches. I ain't talking about these little small little storefronts. Cause no, we ain't talking about that. But I think people forget a lot of times that a church is a business and it costs to run a church. Listen, your job is to tithe. Whatever you're going to tithe and you pray over it and you send it away. Their job is to be responsible with that shit. And if they mismanage it, that's on that's them, on them. Not you. Not you. But it does not feel good to be taken advantage of, so I understand that. Well, but. I mean, that, but part of that too is knowing God or whoever you serve for yourself. You can't sit here and say, well, the pastor got a Bentley and everybody else rolling around in a, oh, a 1995 Tercel. <laughs> Okay, how much money are you realistically giving? <laughs> and if your tithe is $50 every two weeks, 
I don't think you benefited to the Bugatti. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and I'm not negating it because, I, I mean, I've seen situations where I used to go to a church when I was in college where the pastor and his wife were um, alleged to have stolen money. And mm. I had left the church, but I was just like, I definitely could see how y'all was doing that because half the shit y'all was doing didn't make no sense business-wise. <laughs> but, hey, you was preaching the word of God. I didn't care about none of that because it, it wasn't my business. Uh, Once I, If I tithe based off a principle that I believe in, I'm not going to worry about that stuff. Now, you know, anyway, we don't even gonna get all into that. But anyway, all I'm saying is the movie was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> it felt, from what I could tell, it felt like it was written by... Somebody who was in the church. Black people in the church. And it felt like black people in the church. It didn't feel like white people writing what they think black people in the church. Yes, I agree. Experience felt like hurt. Yeah. Whatever. So it was to me, that was very relatable. And I like I laughed so much throughout the movie because I was just like, this shit happens in the black church every single day. Like, I mean, you, you see these hats and stuff and these hats are expensive. That two thousand, three thousand dollar hat she tried on, I was which like, which is ugly. <gasps> She's like, yeah. this is like holy and sexy together. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that—that's what happens, unfortunately, in the manipulation of just, I think, religion altogether. But I think we, as a society, have to pay more attention to what we are doing uh, with who we claim to be X, Y, and Z. And this mm-hmm. is why having your own personal relationship with God or whoever you serve. Is so important, but anyway, um, amen, amen. That I was did, also funny. Um, that was, and the fact that they, I was <laughs> cut. We do this over. I was like, really? you don't need to watch that movie. It was, it good. was really good. I did watch uh, Queen Latifah's new movie, uh, End of the Road, with uh, Ludacris. I saw them in the preview together, and I was so confused. I just tell you this: anybody that knows me for real in real life, in real life, knows that I am a Queen Latifah stan. Okay, the queen. But I was very disappointed. Uh, number one in her wig okay because y'all know queen latifah's hair be slayed dyed fried laid to the side she was the only one every in star time. with a good wig right and this lace front i don't know if it was just too far down it had the crunchy little like baby hairs and oh, it was like these no. these butterfly twist locks and i was just maybe like, it was queen a latifah. stylistic choice did it go with the theme it was just as bad as the wigs on stark <laughs> damn week but the plot too I, I, I didn't like it i didn't like it whenever i cannot still watch it though go back and watch it but okay i, I won't impressed. watch it but every i cannot see ludicrous as anything but fast and the furious he did good in this movie because he made me hate his cut fucking character i was just well, like good punch him in the goddamn face already somebody put a bullet through his damn head already jesus well, i'm a method actor i like it yeah he was just like the kids were weird it was just i didn't like it I didn't like was it. Was the plot good at least? No. Okay. No, the plot was not good at all. I, but you want me to go watch it? You should because you need to support Queen Latifah. <laughs> I already paid Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. So go ahead and just watch it. Just play in the background? Pretty much. Just let it play in the background. Let, her, right. get the, get, let her get the spins for Flavor Unit. Her and Chef Kim. Anyway, uh, anything else before going to the rehab corner? Uh, no. All right, let's head on over to the rehab corner. Welcome to the rehab corner. A place where we corner today we are talking about two particular subject matters the first one is productivity fuck productivity standards 
I'll say it louder for the people in the back. Uh, Fuck these productivity standards. <laughs> I'm goddamn productive. Yeah. Don't put a number on me and my time. Productivity standards just continue to perpetuate the patriarchy of this country. It's a form of slavery. It is. It Did really you hear is. me stutter? I told you I'm getting a phasic. It's it's being up. It's because you're already neuro. Yeah. I agree. It is a form of slavery because like we're all grown adults, and if I could come to work and know what my job duties are, know what my job responsibilities are, there should not be a question of, well, can you do this in X, Y, and Z? Like the people who never do the work are always the ones who make up productivity standards. And I just think that is the most backwards thing. And then when they ask you, well, can you do more? And you're like, walk a day in my shoes and Mm -hmm. you'll realize why I can't. So here's the problem as to why the productivity sucks or it's not to, to your standards is because of X, Y, and Z. And if you don't fix A and B, I can't do C and D. Correct. Which is going to affect my productivity. Oof. I wasn't trying to rap. But that was good. It's because you watch Queen Latifah. bar. Yeah, that's right. Bars. Greatest I rapper. I just think you it, go interview every patient I have, and if they had a good time, leave me the fuck alone. Pretty much. If they don't have any complaints, listen. move on. If they're not readmitted in a month, leave me alone. If Very my readmission true. rates are low, I should be fine. Yeah. I just think uh, companies just have this really weird way of like micromanaging what you're doing. And it's like, if you could take all this time to figure out where I am every second of the day or what I'm doing every second of the day, you could be seeing patients. It seems like you could be either seeing patients or doing the work yourself. Cause you're having too much fun doing this stuff. And productivity standards are just stupid because you burn. Like here's the thing too. I think a lot of people forget in corporate America, you're either going to get quantity or you're going to get quality. You're not yes. going to get both simultaneously. The only way that you're ever going to get quality is if you stop micromanaging. Like, why don't you just make this an atmosphere where I want to do my best work? Exactly. And I want to do a good job. And then you won't have to worry about it. Exactly. But you're making me feel like a pack mule, a number, and an unappreciated member an of Amazon this group. Employee. An Amazon Like in a warehouse. Yes. Just like cranking out units. Bang, bang, bang. Exactly. And that's not how I show up to work. I'm a personality hire. I bring sparkles into the room. <laughs> I make friendships with my patients. That's how I get the best out of them. We're having a good time. I love that. A personality hire. I, I love that. I'm going to start saying it on Yes. Though. I'm like, I'm here to make sure everyone else is having a good time yeah nurses are bitching at the nurse station what's going on ladies mm-hmm. let me perk up your day yeah patient that's difficult to work with i'm going in there i'm the first line of defense but i think also too in a healthcare setting i think it is so dangerous honestly to have quote-unquote productivity standards and the reason why i say that is because you are your leadership is so focused on producing these numbers and then the patients aren't getting better and then when they're readmitted then again the hospital is going to get fined for readmission rates because I don't know if you guys know out there, but if you have a patient that is readmitted into the hospital within 30 days of their discharge, the hospital has to pay for that and they get fined by CMS or the Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services. Okay. That's a free admission, basically. That's what I'm saying. They're just like, you should, in this amount of time that they were admitted, you said that they were medically safe to go home and be good to go. And why are they back? So clearly you didn't do your due, your, your due diligence. And mm-hmm. I think for PTs and OTs, we harp so much on being able to take our time and do what we can with our patients. And then they're just like, no, crank them out, crank them out. We need the bed. We need this. And there's so many different, you know, moving yeah. parts that are a, a part of it as well. So Because you don't get into this job because you want to do a half-assed job. No. You, you want to do it because you enjoy it. And mm-hmm. when you take your time and enjoy it, you do a better job. But to be able to do that, I cannot see the number of people that they would like me to see a day because it's not quote unquote productive. And especially depending on where you are in the hospital. Like if you're in, 
you know, a cardiac ICU or neuro ICU or any ICU for that matter. Yeah. Being in an ICU, it will take you anywhere between oh 23 minutes to sometimes a whole hour to just treat one patient. You get in there, they're already filthy. Then you're like, I, I now I spent 15 minutes cleaning your ass and I haven't even done what I came in here to actually do. And then do. they're all wiped out and you're like, if I don't sit you at the edge of exactly. the goddamn bed. And then before you leave, everybody always got to go to the bathroom and that's another 10, 15 minutes. And mm -hmm. so, you know, then you got to chart everything. So, you you know, this expectation of being able to see. And then for outpatient, I, I think it's insane because outpatient therapists have to see two oh, and three people at a time, which is so stupid. That's insane to me. They're seeing multiple people at a time. They and are. You're just starting them and making them go. That's crazy. Yeah, they're just like, all right, you start off on the bike, you're going to start off on the pool, you're going to start off on this, this, that, and they're still trying to keep up with all that stuff. And it's mm -hmm. just like, our brains were not meant to multitask like that. At least mine wasn't. I don't want to do Maybe I need to be like a private care therapist. Just, get, just come in and shoot the shit? Yeah, like get one really wealthy patient, and I'm just like, it's you and You've me, had bud. a couple of opportunities. I blown, know. I've blown, blown it. Yeah. Damn you're too scared to do it i was yeah i don't blame you for the liability i would be too because you got to get your own malpractice insurance anywho um <laughs> another you. thing that i have been doing at, at my job currently is minding my business i am a firm believer that if it is not in my job description i'm not gonna do it um quiet quitting quiet quitting absolutely and the thing is too like i i don't think we realize in corporate America, how many fires we put out that we are not paid to put out. Mm -hmm. Like for example, at my job, there was a situation where there was something um, that happened with a speech therapy uh, entity, right? I'll just say that. And I know that I have not been trained on this particular speech therapy entity. So there was an email that went out that was like, Hey, speech therapy, SOS, blah, blah, blah. So what did Monica do? I minded my business. Minded your PT business. Because I minded my PT and OT business. You understand? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So because I know that I don't do anything in this speech therapy entity, I'm not going to sit here and be, mm -hmm. what is this again? What is it? What are and we doing? And that is my biggest, people are so annoying when they ask questions about shit that yeah. has nothing to do with them. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Like even my coworker, she, she, messaged me and she's just like what are they talking about with the speech therapy thing and i said no no don't i'm minding my business that's why i didn't respond i'm not responding to stuff that's not my business my coworker went on on leave and they were like hey can you can you all we have a buddy system they're like can you all you know take care of these speech therapy entity issues you know who didn't respond to the email chain you you know why I don't do nothing with speech therapy. That's not my business. That's and not my there's, business. There's a power in that. As soon as I started doing that at work, I come in to do exactly my job and then I exactly clock out and leave. Absolutely. Reclaim your time. Take yeah, your I'm power not, back. I'm not going to ever like, and and then you'll have coworkers that ask you, well, wh why would they send this? Like, what are they talking about? Don't know. Why don't are you asking me? I'm not the person who sent the original email. So why would you ever ask me a question like that? People just like to talk. Like, can't i'm not gonna be responsible for hypothetical answers i'm not well maybe she did girl i don't what time is it okay is it almost quitting time goodbye and get off my phone it's so refreshing to just do exactly what you're supposed to do it really is i really think it's because people think the more that they do the more above and beyond they go the more they'll be rewarded and no. that's not how it works you're actually going to be a target the more you do shut your mouth do your job go home yeah People who know everything in, in corporate spaces, you will be a target at some point, especially if they know that you know what you're doing. You will or be a target. you know more than them. The more mediocre you are, you will get rewarded. This is why your boss don't know what they're doing. Slide on by. Just saying. 
mediocrity is the standard in corporate America. And those of us who operate at a high level of common sense need to open up your own business. Very true. Um, yeah, because it's it's real out here in these streets trying to get the money for the rent. Anyway, hot out here for a pimp. Seriously, but anything else we need to talk about? No, Texas fight. Um, that's all I got. Texas fight. What does that mean? That's where I went to college. It's fine. Oh, that's what we say. I was like, did y'all already play the game? We did. Go um, horns, go. Okay. We'll get them next time. Well, y'all have an amazing week on purpose. Uh, hey, I officiate a wedding this week. You officiate? I'm sorry. So that means that you're literally like. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. I am marrying two of my friends. Did you get certified for that? Yeah, online. Took like 15 seconds. Why would your friends trust you with that? I don't know. I'm trustable. Is Trust- this your first wedding that you're going to officiate? Yes. Alyssa. I, I need you to record this. I don't know if there's going to be a recording, but I'm very excited about it. I wow. wrote my speech out. that had a little wine. I was going to say, are you going to drink before you do that? Please don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. What? <laughs> don't, Why? Drink, don't drink before that. I do my best work after a glass of wine. I just don't want you to say, have you practiced? Yeah, I practiced okay. a couple Alan times. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you were, no. I'm going to just free ball it. Practice? Practice? <laughs> No, I wow. had Sophia come over and listen to me say it a couple times and read through okay. it with me. Well, I'm I'm happy for you, uh, Minister Fowler. Yes, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. We're going to start doing weddings pretty soon on this podcast. Wouldn't that? I think we'd be good at it. I could be the DJ. <gasps> and the or the MC. Yeah, I could be the MC. Yeah. yeah, it would be fun. If you want us to come yeah. officiate your wedding, your two favorite girlies. Or, or MC an event, we could do it. Let us know. We're open. Absolutely. Wide open. Yeah, but yeah, that's for, what I'm doing for paying for free. But yeah, that's cool. That's that's super fun. I'm excited to hear about this. This this this. Okay, so then next week we'll be able to hear about it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Beans. I'll check in next episode. Yes, absolutely. All right, y'all. Well, y'all have an amazing week on purpose. Y'all remember to spread love, spread light, and, and don't, don't forget, forget to, to laugh, laugh your face off. off. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of The Face Off with Fleming and Fallis. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at The Face Off Pod. Be sure to tune in to The Face Off every Tuesday where new episodes are released. Mm-hmm.